Ever wonder why we relate and connect to the stories around us? Welcome to the DNA Podcast, a show where we discuss books, movies, and entertainment that help us understand who we really are. I'm Annabella. And I'm Dakota. Let's dive into our DNA. We are recording a twofer tonight. A twofer. A twofer. We're going to watch the movie, which we already have, and read the book and compare and contrast because what else do we have to do with our time? Nothing. <laughs> Literally, though. So today we're talking about the movie version of Practical Magic. When I think of Practical Magic, I think of cozy fall vibes, like like spooky cottage vibes. This is one of my comfort movies that I feel like is actually not on like the typical white girl movie list. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, my God, Hocus Pocus, Halloween Town. And I'm like, bitch, Practical Magic, the OG craft. Like, where where are you at? Like, I don't know where you My head's here. I don't know where your head's at. I'm right here. My head's in the witchcraft game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Conjuring up spells. So 1998 is when this movie was made. So it's like, it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Um, and here is a little bit about it for, if you haven't seen it, I feel like most people forget, like me, I forgot that I've seen this movie so many times. Yes. Until I start watching it again. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. So quick little synopsis. Sisters Sally Owens and Jillian Owens. Sally is played by Sandra Bullock. Yes. Jillian is played by Nicole Kidman. These two have a special bond with each other, despite being different in personality and outlook. Having growing up with their aunts, rumors of the Owens women being witches have existed for generations in the small, closed-minded town in which they live. The Owens women are also under a curse that any man with whom they fall in love with is doomed. With this experience, extroverted Jillian decides to leave the island to live life to the fullest, in the process, falling for Jimmy, a Bulgarian who grew up near Transylvania. More introspective Sally, who has sworn off the use of magic, except in the most practical sense, has taken measures not to fall in love because of the curse, but ends up falling for and marrying Michael, a local merchant, the two who end up having two beautiful daughters of their own. The curse works its way into Jillian and Sally's lives in different ways. The outcomes of the curse on their collective lives becomes more complicated with the arrival into town of Tucson police detective Gary Hallett, whose arrival is not by accident and involves more than just his stated professional purpose. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, wow. We'll get oh. there. <laughs> so, I can't say this is like a first impressions kind of question because we've seen this movie multiple times so many times yeah um every halloween yeah so what is it off the bat that you just like love about this movie i love the vibe of this movie because it's not just your typical ooh spooky scary skeletons like type of storyline it's got love it's got family it's got like a little bit of everything all wrapped up into this cute 90s-esque like style I don't know. I just, there's something so comforting about it. And like there's something about like the two aunts with whom the girls live with, just so comforting. And just like, I would always just like, as a kid, I always wanted to be a witch. And so like watching this movie, I just feel like, I feel like I'm one with them. Like, yeah. I don't know. You're I, one I, with I the just, witches. it's like, it's not campy. It's like realistic. It's hard sometimes. And like, 
there's ups and downs, but then like the sister bond and like, I don't know. I get it. I don't know. I yeah. love it though. How about you? Um, I think like when I think of practical magic, I think like, first off, awesome cast. You have yes. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, like absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the actress whose name I'm blanking on who plays, um, she's from Greece. We forgot her name last yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. The girl who plays uh, Margie or whatever the nope, fucking... Nope, not Margie. Oh. Rizzo. Rizzo. Oh, where the fuck did Margie come from? Oh. And there's that other woman too, but I don't know where she's from. But regardless, there is like an all-star cast here. And it's like 90s Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're just beautiful. They're young. In their prime. And they're just killing it. I also think about the nostalgic music. Yes. That is now like a trend all over like TikTok and Instagram. The do, 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 Like when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I forgot this is what this was from. And just overall, it's like a good, like feel good movie. And it like captures the essence of like, not fall, but like autumn. Like when yes. I think of the word autumn, I think of like movies like this, where it's like, it's a cute little quaint town. There's like witches. It just fits that vibe really well. Um, however, hit it. <laughs> She's like, fuck this movie. Structurally? Terrible. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of gaps. There. Okay. So one thing that I didn't know that when we, we actually watched this together randomly and I was like, Hey, make, help me make my house look like a pumpkin threw up on it. And I said, say less. So I, I showed up and we decorated her whole house with Halloween decorations and we wanted to watch like a, a Halloween movie. And I was like, let's just let's just put a movie on while we decorate. And you're like, oh my God, yeah, perfect. And so we put it on and we're like, you know, digging out boxes and we're like, oh yeah, look at this, yeah, yeah. And then like five <laughs> minutes in, we're both curled up on the couch with a blanket watching this full force not decorating. Not decorating house. at all. It was, honestly, I blame you because there was something happening and Dakota went, wait. And she like she like she sat at the edge of the couch because she didn't want to fully commit. And she was like, wait, just like hold on. And then she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't remember this part happening. Oh, my God. Why don't I don't remember this. And then she sat, sank deeper into the couch. <laughs> and then two seconds later, I'm like, shh. You're like, I'll get a blanket. And then you turn the lights down. And then before I knew it, we were watching the movie together. <laughs> and then we just, that's it. We, we were committed. Boxes everywhere, half open. Yep. We didn't even fucking decorate. Uh, no. No, we didn't. But that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's okay. So I didn't know this until you and I talked about it from watching it. That Practical Magic 1 is a book series, yes, multiple book series, yes. that I guess they decided to cram into an hour and 45 minute movie. This is correct. That you this can't do well. I don't care who you, you are. You can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. And it kind of shows, unfortunately, because although this movie is, it's not like, like, I'm not the kind of person that's like critically reviewing a movie that's like, that's not that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember watching it with you and being like, what? what? like okay opening scene two girls this jillian and sally live with their aunts why do they live with their aunts they don't even answer that we don't know they just do there are they orphans are they okay like what happened nope don't know jillian and sally two opposite girls jillian party animal lives life to the fullest just like the preview kind of stated sally the tame one the the homekeeper she doesn't want to use magic because she understands that there's repercussions and her family has this curse and whatever, whatever. But her aunts, the aunts that are caretaking for them, have raised them and basically established like there's like no rules. Like they just like live like whatever. They're kind of like gypsies. But the whole town won't 
I guess, like, admit to their faces that they all think that they're witches, but they've always been, like, teased growing up and, like, yeah. pointing fingers. Everybody whenever. just kind of knows. They just don't talk about it, really. Right. And so one of the opening scenes is, again, no backstory, <laughs> Sandra Bullock just running to a man in the street who's carrying boxes. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. She sees him at first with her aunts, and her aunts are like, oh, she's she's taking an eye to him. Yes. And then they go back home, and she just, like, gets, like, Sandra Bullock is like, oh, my God. She's like, zing. And then and I let like, me paint this scene for you. It's Sandra Bullock, 1998, and she's running through the street. No bra. To this down. man. Probably. I don't remember that part, but I'm glad you <laughs> remember that detail. She's running in slow motion, and the song that's playing it's the it's criminal like that is like such a 90s like when that song came on i remember i was like oh yeah like i was so hyped for that and then they you know they kiss in the street and it's beautiful and they don't know why they don't know why they were just like yeah they were like we have this magnetic connection and so moral of the story it just like jolts forward to like yes. when their daughters are literally like seven and eight years old six and seven something like that and sally hears like these this cricket or is it what is it a roach oh, i was a cricket it's a cricket and it's like and it and she knows what it means because it's kind of like with all like magic movies, it's kind of like whatever you do, sevenfold comes back to you or whatever. Like there's like always that give and take. Like you can't do something without the repercussion of another type thing or like sacrificing of another. And so she, I guess, never knew to the fullest extent that it was her aunts that put them two together. She had an inclining like, yeah. But once she heard this cricket, she was like, it's the curse. Like, that we're cursed, we can't love, like, whatever. So this has to be, this is it. This is the sign that it's happening. And so she's, like, ripping up the fucking floorboards. Yeah. And there's no description of this curse, really. There's no explanation as to, like, why there is a cricket coming and what the cricket symbolizes. You just see Sally hear this cricket, and she's going fucking balls to the wall. She literally took a jackhammer to her goddamn floors. Yeah. She doesn't find the cricket, but then all of a sudden, she just, like, feels this energy that her husband just died. Yeah. Because I guess the spell is, like, broken and whatever happened, the curse claimed him. And poor guy is delivering a fucking couple uh, milk crates full of apples, and he gets fucking struck by a bus. Pancake. Like, yeah. And that's the only thing. So, like, in any kind of a movie where there's, if it's sci-fi, if it's fantasy, whatever, like, you have to kind of establish the rules of, like, okay, what are things that we should know before we dive in? And this movie just dives in. And so you're just kind of like, what the? Okay. Oh, right. It does feel like you're watching a movie from halfway in. Like, there should have been, like, 30 minutes of, like, a precursor. Who are the people? Why are they here? What's the agenda? Because I literally thought I didn't understand it until like a couple minutes later when she like goes to kiss that guy in that scene with like this kiss. I literally was like, oh, this is supposed to be fake. It's supposed to be a dream, right? Because like, why is this happening? Right. Like, like it doesn't make any sense. Yes. And then when she's like, rip, like the whole cricket scene, you're like, okay, it's bad. But like, why is it bad? And then you like know, like you see it cutting back and forth between like the husband and like there's trucks and stuff in the road. And you're like, oh, he's about to die. Yeah, but like you don't know why. 
Yeah, you don't and know so why. And so it's like confusing to me because you're like, okay, well, this is just happening. So I'm yeah. just witnessing all of this and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. And so it, that to me kind of sucks because it's like, I th- honestly, th- this is like just a pattern throughout the whole movie, but I kind of feel like you don't give us enough time to, to like develop a to sit and yes. like be with them. And it's just like, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom. And like I said, this is an hour and 40 something minute movie. It could easily be like three. Yeah, it was quick. Yeah. So the husband dies and Sally is left with these two girls who are beautiful and they look almost like an exact replica of what her and her sister were like. One has the dark hair and is more tame. The other one is a red hair firecracker, whatever. And so it's kind of cool to see like, you know, foreshadowing of maybe like future them. But um, she's going through grief because she really loved him. And she was like, why? Why did the curse have to happen? So they pick up their stuff and they move into the house with the aunts and you know sally just kind of sits in her depressiveness of losing her husband she's supposed to be opening a shop where she's like um not an apothecary but like 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 oils and lotions and stuff and And her and jillian have such a strong connection that in the movie they hear each other like almost whisper to each other and Jillian is like, uh-oh, Sally needs me. Like, she, Sally didn't even call her and tell her that her husband got hit by a bus. She just knew. She felt it. And so Jillian comes and, like, is like, I'm here for you. Don't worry. Like, she literally shows up at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. And, like, lays in bed with Sally. And she's like, I'm here. Don't worry. And you're yeah. just like, okay. So they have telepathy. Or yeah. tilapia. Tilapia. They have tilapia. And she's like, you know, Sally, you need to, like, come on like get back up you're good and she like leaves her in a place where she's like kind of back on her feet again and so like after that you know then we go to jillian who is like the opposite of girl yeah she she literally leaves one night and she's like i'm gonna go and just like live it up and so i don't even know where she goes probably like la or something yeah she goes out somewhere she goes out somewhere and she's just like partying drinking doing drugs living her life having fun and that is where she meets jimmy yes and they have like a very um, deep and intimate relationship. And like intense. Very intense. But almost scary intense. Yeah, like too intense, like... Like possessive intense. Like they would do like double suicide, even though like she wouldn't want to do it. Like, right. It's like very controlling, very weird. Right. To the point where she literally needs to give him sleep potion every night so she can get a couple hours of sleep or else he would just essentially make love to her all night. And, like, not even let her go to the bathroom alone. Like, it's, like, cuckoo nans. Yeah. But I feel like there was definitely something missing there, too. Yeah. Wasn't that the wasn't that the result of an, a spell as well? I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> it almost feels as though it is. Because, like, you know how, like, in most stories, like, love spells, whenever you toy with love spells, it's, like, they're too much. I feel like it probably was a result of a spell, but they didn't really tell us. And we'll probably find out in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Basically, this relationship between Jillian and Jimmy, it gets so bad and toxic that Sally has to come and kind of like save the day, pick her up because she's getting like abused and stuff. And so and kind of the same thing almost happens where it's like she senses Sally senses that something's off off with Jillian. And I don't even think Jillian calls her. I think she just this time she did because Jillian was so far out west and she was like, well, where are you? Just tell me where you are. I'll be right there. Yeah. And so Sally drives through the night. And goes to get her. Jimmy's not there. So they're like, okay, great. Let's go. Let's grab your stuff. Get out. So mm-hmm. they make their way to the car. And Jillian, what kind of beads did she... Tiger's eye. Tiger. And you know what? While we talk, you you talk. Oh, I know. That's, that. Yeah. It's... um. I think it's a protective thing. Yeah. So, which is ironic. So she exactly. goes... She goes back because 
she realizes she forgot her tiger's eye beads that were in the truck that they had um jimmy so she goes back into the truck to grab them and guess who's sitting in the freaking truck waiting for her jimmy and he has a gun and so he basically makes sally drive drive yes he goes drive so what what are the tiger so tiger's eye is symbolic of confidence which is really appropriate for jillian because she is this like spicy sex symbol of like whatever and sally's more like the conservative i'm a stay-at-home mom like yeah it helps to balance the soul alleviate anxiety and restore confidence it's also used to bring protection against negative energy and it helps strengthen your self-worth so like no offense girl you need to go return those because negative energy jimmy was not good like really at all and it also actually says um, it's commonly associated with protection from evil spirits. Oh, well, that doesn't make any sense then mm-hmm. because we'll find out. So they're in the car and basically Sally is driving because she has a gun to her head from Jimmy and Jimmy's in the back with Jillian and they eventually get to one place where he has to go pee. Yes. And at this point, I think they've put because he's been like drinking, and so they they've put that little like sleeping whatever yes, that Jillian was potion. using. Yeah, well, she put like the whole bottle. Yeah, because she was like maybe he'll die. <laughs> yeah, and so essentially he they he stops so that he can pee, and they're like, why isn't it working yet? Like, what's going on? You should have been passed out by now. Yeah, and um, you didn't put enough. Like, yeah, and basically he gets like agitated or something and starts to try to like choke jillian choke jillian yep and so sally's like absolutely not and then he eventually passes out <laughs> yeah sally, as they're like literally trying to get him they're all tussling, choking her and it's essentially sally on or it's, it's jillian on the bottom jimmy on top and sally um on top trying to rip jimmy off and all of a sudden he just kind of goes limp yeah <laughs> and and sally and, and sally's like trying to beat him up and jillian's like wait Wait, he's not doing anything anymore. Wait, we're I think we're good. And he's out. And so they're like, not thinking he's dead, only thinking he's out from the sleep potion. <laughs> he doesn't wake up. So they end up continuing to drive. They've got the him in the back. And they're like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The, we'll, we'll, the aunts will help us take care of it. Thinking that they'll <laughs> literally they'll either help them like revive the dude or whatever the fuck. And the aunt said, no, <laughs> no, no, you figure it out. You're big girls. So they arrive back to the aunt's house and the aunts are like, this is your problem. You fucked up. You got to, you got to clean your mess. So the, they're like, fine, fine. We got it. We, 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 we're good. We got it. Jillian was like, you need to bring him back. That's and what I don't like, understand. Yeah. Why? I think they were more so afraid of him being dead and having to be to blame for the death. So they were like, fuck it. Let's just bring the motherfucker back. Like we bring him back and we'll fix all the problems. I don't think you thought this through, love. Like it doesn't make any sense. Even if you did bring him back to life, wouldn't he remember everything? I'm pretend- Yes. I feel like no offense. It's easier to kill him and just like. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. And so they're literally in the middle of doing the revival spell on the guy. They're not telling the aunts. The aunts are like, you deal with your shit, Bye. like whatever. And so like, fine. And homeboy wakes up mid them doing the spell. And Dakota's exactly right. He remembers it because he automatically goes back to choking yeah. Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
he actually didn't die. He was actually just sleeping. Yeah. Um, and he jolts awake during what's it called the the revival spell it was just kind of coincidental time but it's weird though because like he kind of seems like demonic at this point because it's like they're they have started the spell so it's like it's him but he's like he's like while he's choking her he's like you're mine forever like he's doing something weird yeah and then what do they hit him with something yes so sally being the fucking savior that she is she grabs a cast iron pan and fucking beats the guy and now he's literally dead dead he's actually dead like dead dead. deceased so they dig a hole in the backyard they bury him in there and they're like okay no harm no foul nothing happened bye and they literally go to bed and they're like let's pretend nothing happened and this is where the aunts are like what have you done they wake up the next morning and there's like a rose bush where jimmy's body was yesterday and you're just like "Uh uh-oh yeah that wasn't there something's not right here (laughs) and Again, it does feel like it's kind of skipped forward, but the aunts are like, listen, ladies, you need to figure this out because something ain't right here. We feel negative energy because they're obviously witches. They felt like intuition towards this. They were like, we're going to take the girls. We're going to the fucking fall solstice. We're going to go dance naked under the sun for this weekend. And we'll come back when you figure this out. And so literally they just, they're like, okay, bye. I feel like I know this movie was really short. But if they just like stayed for 20 minutes and were like, just do this, they, it would have it would have fixed everything. I think <laughs> I really think like they really were just like, mm, Dakota's no. the problem solver. I am because it's like I know it's not like it doesn't make good stories because that's stories include conflict and problems. Yeah. But they leave and, you know, lo and behold, not shortly after this fucking cop shows up. Yep. And he's like, I'm investigating the murder of this man, Jimmy. And I'm like, first of all. How did you guys, this guy seemed like Jimmy seems like a man that like people don't really keep tabs on. He doesn't really seem like anybody that's like important. Well, I think they had tabs on him because he's like wanted for other shit. Oh, that's how I interpreted it. See, like I didn't know. Jimmy, I don't know anything about this man other than he's like a little yeah, crazy. He's like this like Transylvanian, like, bleh, like yeah, weird. So, okay. So then probably maybe slumlord, like who knows? Okay. You know? So anyways, this cop shows up to the house and is like, hey, what's going on? And then Sandra Bullock's character, Sally, is like freaking the fuck out. And she's, she's like, like I can't she's lie. Can't lie. I can't do this. Oh my God. And then Jillian <laughs> is like, just don't lie. Just say like, oh, this is what happened. Don't know where he is. Like, yeah, because part of that is true. Part of that's true. She's like, okay, great. And so she says that and she messes it up terribly. She's, yes. she's word vomiting everywhere, making a fool of herself. So he basically says that he wants to like come back and revisit at some point. Yep. And Sally's like, we're having pancakes. Just come over for like breakfast, which is very strange to me. And there's like, you can tell in the movie, it's like they skip two scenes. Yes. Where it's like, they have this, like Sally has this like internal pull towards him. And you're just like, why? Because literally two minutes ago, she was freaking out. She couldn't make eye contact. She couldn't like get her words out because she was so nervous of like saying the wrong thing. And then like a couple minutes later, she's like, yeah, like whatever. Like she's cool girl. Yeah. She's cool girl. And then she's like, yeah, whatever. Like come over. And I'm like, this is not the same person at all. Right. I'm very confused. Right. It just, it does seem like a weird switch. And then from that point on, like Sally and this cop guy are like, have like a little, like tiny bit of romance. Very Yeah. Like you just like the way she looks at him. And it just feels so. What? Yeah. Where? It's just like, why? What are you seeing? Like, yeah. 
do I need a better prescription? I'm Meanwhile, very Meanwhile, your husband died like a week ago. Are you good? Yeah. And he was actually cute. <laughs> oh, like he was so handsome. He was. So yeah, it does feel like awkward and rushed and fast. And you're just like, what? wait. I feel like huh? I'm getting ping ponged across the wall throughout yes, this movie. You feel like you're playing ping pong. But Sally's like, yeah, fine. Come back. Like come back tomorrow morning. Like we can have a discussion. We'll tell you the whole truth. Yeah. And time is passing the situation with the dead body in the backyard is getting even weirder. And like, she's like, Oh my God, we got to chop these, these roses down. So they start chopping the roses down and then like they keep growing. And then there's like these frogs and toads. They know it's from the spirit of Jimmy. Yeah. Probably kind of coming back to haunt them, but they don't know what to do or how to fix it. Or if this is like it. So they burn the rose bush and they're like, okay, fine. All right, we did it. But then they like go and they peek at his grave and like the toes are sticking out. But yeah. Then they go back in and like there's just these weird bits and pieces that keep happening and they're just like, uh oh, something big is coming. Yeah. So the aunts return back from their little trip and they're like, yeah, no, we fixed everything. We're handled. We're solid. Everything's fine here. The next morning, what's his name? Matt. The cop. Michael. Matt. Gary. Gary. <laughs> The time comes for him to participate in having breakfast with them. And Jillian has something up her sleeve. She's currently concocting a potion within the syrup to fucking kill the man, to get him off their back. Meanwhile, Sally's like, come sit at my table. I'm going to be honest with you. And the two little girls found Sally's old diary. And This comes so out of left field for me. So out of left field, yep. And they're helping Jillian make the potion to get rid of the bad man. And they show the diary to Aunt Jillian. And they say, Aunt Jillian, who says this? And they're like, oh, it's your mom, Sally's. And they're like, oh, did she write this song? Or is this a real song? And it's apparently like a song that talks about this perfect man who comes with one green eye, one blue eye. And he can flip pancakes. And like it's like this like funny song that she of wrote. Like, of her potential dream man. Of her dream he man. He would have all these crazy, insane qualities. Right. Because he couldn't actually exist. Right. That's right, what right. she writes about. But like to me, it's like, what? where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And why did you write that as a child? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was writing about like, I don't want to go to school. Like, yeah. I don't know. Not like, my not... perfect man. Yeah. Anyway. So the little girls meet the cop and they go, oh, he's got one blue eye and one green eye. And then he's just like, let me flip pancakes. Like, who? Like, First what? All, it was so weird. Like, why would a cop be like, I'm here for an investigation? He doesn't talk like that. But like, I'm here for an investigation. And, and then she's like, pancakes. you want to make the pancakes? He's like, yeah. And like starts flipping them like a, a master like chef. Like literally master chef. Yeah. And so the little girls, they're very much so in on this whole witchcraft thing. Like yeah. they know and love the idea that they're all witches, like whatever. So they're like, oh my God, it's him. Like they have this like idea in their head that that's the, mom's that's mom's but true also, man. But also, how are they saying that when their dad just died? That's... Because I genuinely feel like like six to nine months has elapsed, but the movie doesn't portray that. No, it definitely. Even then, like that's like not your dad. <laughs> You're not my dad. <laughs> I just feel like that's really confusing. I agree. I don't know, man. What I will say is that I feel like maybe the girls are coming from a, like a point of love where it's like they want mom to be happy. I guess, because she was depressed. She was like super depression. So they're about to sit down for this beautiful little pancake breakfast. The cop just made, yeah. Jillian comes out with this poison syrup and he's like, all right, come on, have a seat. And she goes, here, try my syrup. And the little girls grab the syrup and they're like, no. 
and they run and dish it. it because they're like, we think that this is mommy's like, you know, dream man that she conjured up as a child. They toss the fucking vat of, of syrup over the cliff and into like a lake. Cause I guess they live by the ocean or lake, whatever. Yeah. And, um, they turn around and there's this frog, the, the cop and Sally look at the frog and they're like, Oh yeah. Ha. Meanwhile, Sally and Jillian know that this is like part of, yeah, part of the haunting of Jimmy's past, of Jimmy's past. And the fucking frog vomits out Jimmy's ring. Yeah. And, and the cop just so happens to know he's like, this is his ring. It's like, sir, how in the fuck? Like, how would you know? How would you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. he's, and he's like, you guys better get your story straight. And then leaves. And then he leaves. I'm like, you didn't, off. I'm like, you didn't, first of all, you didn't ask any questions. You came there, flipped pancakes, and then got pissed off because a frog threw up a ring. <laughs> like, what the fuck was Are that? Mad? No, but like, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like, what is he going to do? Go back to the, like, you know, the station and be like, guys. I found a ring. I found the fucking ring. And a frog. Oh, what happened? Well, I was flipping pancakes. Uh, oh, did you ask her? Mm, did not get around to that. No. Like what? <laughs> but don't worry. The frog threw up the ring. They f- threw up the ring. Yeah. So I guess maybe the ring, like again, probably something that is dis- is talked about in the book. We'll have to find out. Or like it has to have some type of like signifying thing on it. Like, like a family Transylvanian crest or some shit. Yeah, but he didn't even get that close to it. He literally saw it on the ground. It was like, that's it. I'm sorry. If my engagement ring fell on the ground, I might be like, oh, that looks like mine. But like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, How right. the fuck do you see that? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. What happens from here is the cop basically dashes off and he runs away to his hotel room because he's been staying in town for the week because he wants to question these fucking ladies. And lo and behold, you know, Sally, I can't. I have to go tell him the truth. I can't do this. She's I, like, I love him. Uh, yeah. And you're just like, what is what? She looks at her sister, Jillian, and Jillian's, like, becoming sick. Like, all of a sudden, she's just, like, overcome with, like, cold sweats and, like, groaning and not her stomach is, like, whatever. You're like, oh, maybe she's being, like, possessed? See, I didn't even get that. I didn't know what the fuck was happening with her. I got it once they put her on the couch and she was like, like, I'm sorry for those of you that are listening only and not seeing me. But like, she was started like doing these like weird contortive, like, That's what I was just like, cause they drank that night before. So I thought it was that, wasn't it? Oh, I thought she was no. just hung over, no. which by the way, I read a fun trivia fact that apparently they, they did actually get drunk in that scene. Shut up. Nicole Kidman brought like a bottle of really shitty tequila and they drank it. And so that's why, like, that scene is really cringy, but when you watch it, you're like, wait, that's kind of how drunk people act, though. They are. They it's were, like, really, screaming. Yeah, it it's really, really uncomfortable and doesn't make any sense, but that's, like, how drunk people act. And I looked it up, and apparently they actually they did actually get drunk. They actually got drunk. I love that. So basically, like, Sally goes to this cop's, Gary, Gary's hotel room. Yes, and she's she like, wants to lay it out. She's like, well, I'm going to confess. And then, like, she, like, half tells him, like, she doesn't really answer the questions. Well, she's very, she beats around the bush. Yeah. She's like... Is Jimmy alive? And she's like, I believe that his spirit is no longer with us. Yeah, which is so weird. I'm like, girl, you literally were like, I have to tell him. And then she's like, mm, I don't really want to I tell you. I believe he exists in the spirit realm. However, not in the physical realm. <laughs> not in the physical realm. And he's literally looking at her like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and as they're talking through this, she literally... They they make out. Yes, it's like so weird. <laughs> and they're they're basically tussling on the bed and like making out. And then he's like, I can't do this, and gets up. 
And then she looks down and there's this letter. The letter is a letter from Sally to Jillian saying how like she feels this darkness inside her after the death of her husband. And so he's reading this letter, like kind of knowing and understanding where Sally's already coming from prior to meeting her. And maybe that's why they have this unspoken connection. I'm just, I'm alluding to all this. From, I just feel like this is so forced. Yeah. Well, it's just very quick. It's very quick because it's a, a lot of, it's three books. Yeah. Jam packed into one, oh, one short, such short movie. A bad fucking move. Yeah. I feel like each book probably could have its own movie. To me, like this movie is just pure entertainment. Yeah. I'm not watching it because it makes me feel a certain type of way. Other right. than the fact that I feel like I, it's like a comforting, like throwback nostalgic throwback, movie. Yeah. Halloween-esque. At this point, Jillian is like possessed. And this is the part that like honestly cracks me up. So, you know, the ants are like, oh, this is actually pretty bad. We should probably figure Get involved. out what to do, actually help. We, we could have done like, you know, months ago. Um, but they wait until Jillian's fully possessed by a demon. Yes. And suffering. And they decide, they're like, okay, um, let's call all of our friends that we don't have, all of our neighbors. The phone tree. The the phone tree of people who always suspected always suspected we were witches and tell them that we need them to come over for a seance and an exorcism. Because we are indeed witches. Right. Let's see how <laughs> that will go. And so fucking Sally's like, okay, and calls all these people and they're like, oh my God, yeah, totally. I'm fucking down. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And then the ladies are literally calling each other. They're like, yo, Sally just came out. She's finally saying she's a witch. And yeah, like, I know. That was actually pretty funny. Yeah. But the thing that is like, imagine your neighbor calling you and saying, hey, um, I have like a little project. My sister, she's possessed. And we're going to do like a little seance, a little exorcism. Like we would absolutely love to get a bunch of women together. Let's just like get in a little circle. Dakota, um, they asked the life. right woman. I would be there in a fucking heart. I'd be like, do you need my Ouija board? What the? You have a Ouija board? No, I threw it away. Uh, I was like, no, no, no. Actually, it was never mind. It was my friends. Thank God. Um, I was, I was say, like, I have crystals. Away. Should I bring my crystals? Yeah. <laughs> So they, they gra- gather all these women. They're like excited. Someone's probably like, oh my God, I'll make a dip. Like, you know, like they're like really, <laughs> yeah, they do. they're that fucking excited to come over. And they all, she said, bring a broom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one lady brought a vacuum. I know. Well, it's like Hocus Pocus vibes. Yeah. They, they exercise the demon and Jillian is like, he's just going to kill me. Let him do it. And then yeah, she's giving up. And then Sally's like, no, I won't let you. Hold on for me. Yeah. And it's like, that's like one of the only parts I feel like of this movie that like actually makes sense. Cause it's like, wow, they've been close since birth. Like, of course, yeah. why would she want her to leave? Right. This whole scene is ridiculous, but this like moment makes sense. Right, right, right. All the women join circle, join hands and brooms in a circle around Jillian to kind of trap the demon, whatever. And they were like saying the chants and all the and shit. All of a sudden, all the women who have never done this before, like knew the chant. Knew the chant. <laughs> After like three times, I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? What was that last And part? it was literally in Latin. I guess like Sally kind of makes the connection with Jillian and is just like, hold on for me, like whatever. And so she joins her in the circle and gets her to pull through like her spirit and her soul. Yeah. So she's like, hold on. So the seance ends because Jillian is too weak. They bring Jillian upstairs. They tie her to the bed. And the cop comes and he's like, what's going on? He literally. And I think this is the moment when everything kind of comes to a climax because the cop shows up and Sally's like, listen, (laughs) we're fucking witch. Like she kind of is just like, this is what's happening right now. So Gary, the cop guy, 
um, sees Jimmy's spirit emerge because like he was coming back to check on like the case and get more answers from the girl. Cause he was too busy flipping fucking pancakes the first time. Literally. And so she sees like literally Jimmy's body come out of Jillian and because the spirit of Jimmy kind of sees like Gary there. He ends up trying to possess Gary because I guess he's like stronger and it's like a dude. And so he can like have more power and whatever. But so they're like all tussling it out. Like Gary, the cop is fighting with Jimmy, the ghost. And like Sally is running to Jillian, her sister, who's like dead on a bed, basically, because she's just been possessed for the last who knows how long because this movie jumps around so much. <laughs> but Gary's wearing the cop badge and it's pure silver and it's a star. It literally, like, shines in the light. I thought that was for vampires. I thought it was, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck Let's are fact check. I'm Googling this. What are the rules? Does, does silver deflect ghosts? My demons. Search, demons. 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 No, it's fucking vampires. It's like silver. Demons and evil spirits. Demons are very powerful, magical entities. You cannot harm them directly, but there are ways you can defend yourself from them. Number one. <laughs> how to <laughs> literally i apologize guys but we're, we're doing this i think i think it was probably a combination of the two the fact that it's silver i am seeing online here that it does have some protective power but like the fact that it was also in the shape of the the star like the pentagram which is what they put on his chest in order to bring it back like you know like i guess maybe it's like a combo like the symbolism whatever but he sees that the fucking star like burned him when he saw it and he like takes the star shines in the light Puts it in Jimmy's face and Jimmy just like implodes. And into, he's gone. Into like the ether. And then it's just like, okay. And everybody lives happily ever after. Like actually that's how it ended. Yeah. yeah. And everybody loves them as witches in the community. Sally and this ugly cop get together. Yeah. And it's her love life like forever. And I think that's like the curse is broken. So talk to me. Do you have any questions? Because that, <laughs> that was really funny. In terms of questions of the plot, I have none because I'm lost, but I am very excited to read the book because I feel like it will fill in so many gaps. So do you have any? My only real question is like, do you believe in witchcraft? Honestly, like I don't really know enough about like Wiccan mm. practices. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, I'm not going to say they don't exist because that's ridiculous. Right. I mean, there's like Satanists out there and people yes. who practice like ridiculous things as well. So like definitely people out there, but like, are people like flying on broomsticks? Probably not, no. I don't think so. No, I agree with that. I have a belief. I believe in energy and I believe there is positive and negative energy. And I believe like as humans, you can tap into that energy hardcore mm -hmm. or not. And you can choose to like learn how to harness it and like apply it elsewhere. And I think... Like, in my mind, that's kind of what, like, Wiccans do and, like, whatever. They just learn how to really yeah. harness and, like, penetrate their, like, energy into other things. Yeah. That's why they do, like, these, like, what are they called? Charms or, like, chants. And, yeah. like, really, like, hone in on a feeling and emotion onto an object. And then they gift that to somebody and say, like, whatever. It's not very different from... People who talk about like the power of affirmations. Oh my God, exactly. It's like the same thing. Exactly. It's like you're willing it. But like when you speak things into existence, like you believe it. Yeah. So it's like, how is that different than somebody saying, I will find love, the love, I attract the right people yeah. in my life. Like, yeah. how is it any different than like it's what not. witches do? So right. like, of I course, agree. I'm sure like there's things like that that exist. Do they work? I don't know. 
I, I think a lot of it's up here. It's in I, your mind, you know? I, yeah. And I think that like half the battle is believing it. Yeah. It's and like then, with hypnotism. Like right. hypnotism doesn't work on people who don't, aren't but, open to be hip, hypnotized. Exactly. So. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And I actually have a, a spooky story. When I was uh, graduating college, I wrote down these like affirmations and goals. It was 2020. We graduated 2019 and I wrote down my 2020 goals and I wrote a whole page of these goals I had for myself. And then at the bottom, I put like a paragraph of like, I believe I will do this. Like I'm putting it out. Like I put all these affirmations out a year or some change ends up going by and I forgot about the notebook. I found it because I was moving again. I was moving into the York house and I find this notebook and I open it and I was like, Oh my God, I forgot about this notebook. I hit every single one of those goals except for two. Wow. And the two were like something stupid. Like I want to lose 85 pounds. <laughs> it would be a skinny legend. <laughs> Literally. Like it was some unrealistic health goal that I was like, okay, bitch, so shut the fuck down. But it all looked like the career, monetary, love, car, at, like Dakota down to the sentence. It was fucking down to the income. And you, like you forgot about that too. I, I do think there's heavy power in writing something down. And then, like, some, when people do those, like, let go ceremonies where they, like, write something down and they let it go. Yeah. We should do that. I I write down a lot of stuff just because, like, one, I, I feel like it's a good exercise for your mind. Maybe that's what witches do because they do that a lot. They write it down. They burn it. They write it down. They put it somewhere. Jillian wrote it in her journal and he showed up on her doorstep. Like, I don't know. Maybe there is. I don't know. I, I do think there are so many aspects of the eternal worlds and, and life and energy that we have no idea about. Like the Catholic church has literally like an exorcism board. Mm-hmm. Like demons are real spiritual. Like we don't have to talk about this. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is I believe that there are so much more out there and like, fuck it. Maybe they don't, they don't fly on broomsticks, but I do believe in people having power. Absolutely. You, you have to want it. Yes. And you have to believe it. Yes. There's no point of being like, I'm confident if like you don't really feel that way. Right. I know like fake it till you make it's kind of a thing. But I feel like in that respect, like if, if you are somebody who practices this, this kind of stuff, like, yeah, anything that you speak into existence, if you truly believe it becomes your reality. We yeah, talk about that all exactly, the time. So exactly. like how different is it than these people who are practicing, you know, what is it? Wic- how do I say it? Wiccan. Yeah. Practicing Wicca. Wicca. Well, I think. I, I apologize if we're incorrect here. Sorry. Please don't cast a spell on me. I'm sensitive. Apologies, everybody. We had some technical difficulties as we were talking about witches and whether or not they are real. Anna's microphone crapped out. So bear with us, everybody. We are toggling one microphone at this point. Anyway, what would you rate it out of five? Before we dissected it for what it is, I really liked it. It's like a four for me. I did always feel like it jumped around, like as a kid, maybe like three, four, but like it's, I like this movie. And that's okay. Mine was two and a half. Oh, fuck off. So like it's two and a half because like it's nostalgic. I enjoy watching it, but like as a movie movie, it's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, to be fair, I've never like watched it in terms of like having to speak about it. Like, I always just had a narrative in my head that answered the questions for me because I loved the movie so much. But yeah, I also felt like I was one of them. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm never watching this again. It's fine. It's all good. 
And maybe you are a little witch. It's okay. I was made for Halloween. That's all I'm going to say. I love this movie. I will continue to watch it every single year. However, I'm really excited to read the book because I know it's going to answer mad questions. We're going to come back and be like, oh, we understand. <laughs> we are one with the witches now. I'm actually looking forward to this a lot. So thank you guys for listening to our part one episode of the Practical Magic series. We are done with the movie ready to do the very first book which is just practical magic right i don't think technically in chronological order no because she released the books as current and then she released an origin story and then like the the post like the after but she released them in incorrect order so you kind of like catch up but yes practical magic i think you can read as a standalone so that's what we're gonna do and i'm looking forward to it so make sure that you like and subscribe and give us a rating on your favorite podcast platform thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for another spooky episode until next time thanks for tuning in we hope today's episode makes you feel a little more connected to your true self don't forget to follow the dna podcast on instagram so you never miss another episode Until next time.